Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment. And although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? it would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99 which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. this is The Potential Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Potential Podcast with me, Taylor Sokol, your host, and of course, with me, as always, as the ever cheerful and ever tall, Chris Dewar. How are we doing, Chris? Uh-huh. <laughs> doing good. Uh, yeah, another fabulous hot summer day. And you uh, in good old California, eh? Good in California, eh? But um, yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, 
we've kind of kind of in a weird not shocked moment but i think something that's very important is that uh we're we're kind of having a reclosing of things here in california so yeah we had a few weeks of you know uh indoor dining was was happening some uh you know like you go to get hair salons stuff like that and now we're back to square one because uh, again we're seeing a rise of cases and so uh, it's just interesting because I just, you know, continually baffled by why it's so hard to wear a mask. So, well, um, the same thing's happening scary enough is just the County that I'm living in, mm-hmm. in Allegheny County in Pittsburgh. And it's, you're right, Chris, it's a shame that you have this worldwide thing that's happening where a lot of, there's a lot of countries know what they're doing. And then it's really showing, um, our true colors, unfortunately. <laughs> Just you know? go ahead and say it, Taylor. It's showing the stupidity of this country. Yeah, there's a lot of more. So again, we don't want to ever get really political on this on this podcast. No, no. But it is it's weird because I think at this point in time, we were kind of hoping that things would have been the complete opposite end of the spectrum. That we've been really low with cases, and that we would be able to enjoy more of our summer. And that kind of leads to our topic today: is that you know I think we're so just constantly battered with uh, this dark news of, you know, the, the cases and the deaths and poor leadership. And it's just like, and the idiocracy I, of society, you know, what we're doing. I'm missing, so. I'm missing the happier times. And I think it'd be fun to reminisce about something that's really fun. And I think uh, it's made millions of people around the world happy. And uh, so today we thought it'd be fun to talk about a very, a uh, fun summer activity that normally would probably have been happening right now, but yeah. Uh, although there is a Disney World currently is uh, open, I don't think it'll be open for long with Florida's cases. But we wanted to talk today about uh, the Disney theme parks. I think um, there's a lot of great theme parks around the world, but Absolutely. I think Disney continually takes the cake just because of the amount they take of effort. The whole bakery. Yeah, amount of effort that they put into their parks. So. Of course, right now we know that there is six resorts around the world, mm-hmm. five of which are operated and owned by the Walt Disney Company. And then we have Tokyo Disney, which is operated by Japan. Uh, they pay for the rights to use the characters, then Disney gets a little cheddar cheese for that. Mm-hmm. So um, so we want to talk about uh, Disney parks. I mean, something I've known my entire life. I think, I think my mom told me she was taking me to Disneyland in California ever since I was like six months old. Yeah, you especially, Chris, growing up in California, um, you're right there where you're at living in, and being near Disneyland. I mean, that's got to be some of your earliest memories are from there. Like, like you said, it's crazy to like you live in, live in, you lived and breathed. Uh, yeah, the, the original park, the one that started it all here in California yeah. and opened back in 1955. Um, yeah, I mean, for most of my life, I lived really like a 25, 30 minute drive there. I mean, even earlier, uh, when I was really, really young, before my parents kind of moved to this house in uh, Upland, our kind of first main house, I was living right there in Orange County. Uh, so I was super close. Uh, but I have a lot of early memories of going to Disneyland. And, you know, it was, it was a very different park back then. There's yeah. still a lot of what the park is now today there a lot of the structures there but it's uh, even that resort has grown so much over the last 30 years it's been kind of amazing but i mean i remember going and you know i think when you're a kid you start to watch disney movies and maybe disney channel and you're just kind of you are fascinated by these characters and these stories so seeing it all come to life can be 
quite like eye-opening and it there's a lot of love there well, it's like the equivalent yeah. of you know loving dinosaurs and jurassic park would be a real thing so like that was this, exactly uh, just to be, i think a, a big yeah. difference i've kind of noticed of the parks uh as i got older and got more you know more knowledge of like what parks existed at that time is that disney world really is a vacation destination it's somewhere you go to experience Disney. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's people that live in Florida full time and they get to have passes and stuff, but Disney World was always something in my mind that was like, one day I'll go to Disney World. Whereas Disneyland, although it is a vacation destination for a lot of people as well, yeah. was like my backyard theme park. It was like mm-hmm. just always there. I mean, California and Florida are two states that have quite a lot of theme parks. So um, yeah, I was very fortunate to have that be so close and able to go all the time. I mean, what was what 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 was your first Disney theme park experience? Well, if you I remember. not not living in Florida, California. I'm born and raised in Maryland most of my life. Um, my earliest experiences was, and I have not been to Disneyland in California. My earliest experience was Disney World in Orlando. So my earliest experience was my mom and my grandparents, and we were. I was really young. I think it was like. Um, maybe six or seven or five or six between that range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember it vividly. The problem was my first experience, half of the vacation, I had a stomach bug. So I was in oh. the hotel room puking my guts out. So oh. that was, but I, I do remember a lot of um, some of these rides that still, when I've gone back, uh, actually we just went, I was just Disney world with my family last year. So it was kind of cool and sad. You know, you see a lot of these rides that still stand the test of time and then some haven't gone, but I mean, it was just such a wonderment for me. I mean, my earliest age, you know, as a young kid, but then some of the exciting stuff when you're a young kid and like seeing the characters, like, you know, you don't think of them as a person in a costume. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's the genie, you know, that's Jafar mm-hmm. or that's uh you know, I'm, I'm doing the same movie, but you know, that's Mickey. <laughs> um, you know, there's more Disney, but you know, having that, like getting the autograph book and things like that. that oh was, yeah. And I can I, tell you uh, from personal experience, because uh, of course, later in life, I would then work for the Walt Disney company yeah. uh, in Disneyland. And I would, I would become many of those famous characters to be close friends with them. It is, it is fascinating. There's something about, even though you get to an age where you understand that there's someone in that suit. Yeah something about you just believe the magic you believe in it and to see the amount of kids that would be so happy to come up to me if i was goofy for the day or woody it's it's just it's amazing i think that's that's something i think disney just does the best of universal studios comes second best in in this kind of regard but they just really focus on so much about the show quality and it's the magic that they really it, it is like as you grow up you have the nostalgia of these of these characters and these and certain experiences that you remember from your childhood, but they they continually try to also build new things that will also entice older audiences. Well, it continues to bring the kid out in you, like no matter yeah, what you yeah. are a kid. It's like you know they say Olive Garden when you hear your family when you're Disney hear your kid. <laughs> why did I what did I know you were going to bring up Olive Garden? <laughs> That's good. Um, like, <laughs> it's a running gag of this podcast, but no, I mean like. I look back and go like, okay, Disneyland. I remember, uh, for example, Thunder Mountain. I was four years old and that was my first ever roller coaster. And I'm a huge fan of roller coasters. I've yep. now gone on uh, much bigger, more thrilling uh, roller coasters. I've even been to, uh, in Abu Dhabi, I've been on the fastest roller coaster on the planet. Oh, really? Uh, at um, 
Ferrari world over in oh, Abu Dhabi, which goes that, that 150 sense. miles per hour, which is a very, it's a great thrill. But, <laughs> you know, I still go on Thunder Mountain now and it's, it's, it still holds up. I mean, they've, they've had to update some things because a lot of these rides, they do get old and, you know, the tracks need some repair and yeah. they try to make it a little smoother. And, but that ride, I remember I had, there was a, you know, watching old like family videos and I remember there's a, there's a distinct video of me for my brothers two at the time and i run off of that thing with like a whole new level of of joy that i've never felt before because of the thrill of that ride i'm running around just going like it was so fast and oh my gosh and i'm like to think you know as a kid that's something that's really going to stick with you that's going to I still get as much joy to go on the little, you know, kitty rides, but yeah, well, I mean, has a good the Thunder balance. Mountain, the Thunder Mountain, and and they had that, uh, they have a Disney, well, still do, um, at Magic Kingdom and, and Disney World, but the equivalent to that for me was Space Mountain, and still to mm-hmm. this day is is just such a, it was such for me because, and you you agree with this, uh, being such a a love of space and all that science and stuff and the Star oh, yeah. Wars. So to be able to like, oh man, you're going through this thing and the dedication that is still to this day, it baffles me, the amount of painstaking work into their sets and the feel that you're about to go on this epic ride. I mean, and also that and then Star Tours and MGM Kingdom, MGM, mm-hmm. which is now Hollywood Studios. Sorry, I'm like, you call it MGM. Don't say MGM. It's yeah. no longer MGM. <laughs> not allowed. Oh. But that, like, to me, still to this day, like, I was like, oh, man, we got to go on that ride. Because it's still like, you've done the same ride maybe 55 million times. It doesn't matter. And still, as a grown adult now, I, speaking very recently, and you yourself, not too long ago, that it's like, the magic still holds up because it's still, oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, they just, you just, <clears throat> what you walk on on, you feel like you've just went into literally <laughs> a whole new world. So <laughs> it's, it's. Well, I love to, uh, you know, watching a lot of documentaries and stuff about how Walt Disney kind of looked at Disneyland and looked at what the theme park world was going to be like, is that it was like a never ending project. It was never finished. And I yeah. think that's something that the Imagineering team has really held up because they're continually trying to look for ways to improve or expand or create new experiences for their guests. Yeah. And um, again, this, this is not some kind of like we're on speaking on the behalf of the company. I just think that they do a great job of trying to continually yeah, we're not build new things because some rides, you know, they're, they're, they're classic, they're timeless, such as like parts of the Caribbean or something. But as time goes on, they, they do things to keep the original thing of what it is, but, enhance the experience just a little tweak and uh, talking about star wars i mean literally to think i think this is the first theme park that really kind of got into this was was able to uh work with properties that weren't technically disney related yeah but they work in the theme park so uh of course over here in california uh we had star tours which was really exciting because you have you know george lucas actually working with the Disney team to put that together. And then soon after there was Indiana Jones and it's one of the best show. rides at the park. And well, let's see, you have a stunt show in Florida. Okay. Have a ride. What? Uh, Indiana Jones. Oh and my the gosh. Red and I, and it's, it's think of a, uh, when you look at dinosaur. Yeah. That ride system was from Indiana Jones. They, they wow. took that and made it for dinosaur. So that's funny. Uh, we have that right here. And I know there's a couple other parks around the world that have an Indiana Jones ride, but, I do like the stunt show in Florida, but I think the ride surpasses it because it is quite a thrill. It's you you're know immersed in the experience. You're immersed again. into the experience. And yeah. 
And now, you know, as time's gone by, now we've also seen uh, the growth of Star Wars because now we have Galaxy's Edge, which is very impressive. Mm -hmm. We have Marvel is a big thing now. We've had, you know, rides and experiences with that. And we also have the addition of Pandora and Animal Kingdom and Avatar. Yeah. So, you know, they're continually building these experiences and uh, movie properties that, you know, I feel like if that, if those things had never led to the way they were, we never would have had something like Harry Potter in Universal, which actually, fun fact, yeah, was first offered to Disney and they passed on it. I think that was smart because yeah. there's some, there's some experiences I think work in their parks because the parks have these lands, you know, they're all, you know, adventure land, fantasy land, whatever. I don't think it would have worked in the park to have Harry Potter. It's almost it like a like, double dose. Um, it wouldn't blend. No, um, but and it's so funny, some of the earlier things, and I don't know if you, they had this with um, in Disneyland, but some of those, some of these rides that at the time when they're created, a little questionable because then they, they, they were a little like maybe a little scary. Did you ever have this ride? I remember one of my earliest rides, it was called uh, Alien Attack, Alien Encounter. No, but I, 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 I've been on the version with Stitch. Okay, so I was on um, both. The, okay, you went on the OG when it was like the creepy oh, alien it was like, thing? Oh, it literally was, yeah, um, this thing's breathing on you. It's mm -hmm. like, and I'm like, as a kid, like eight years old, going, this the most terrifying thing ever. And this is Disney. But it was like, nowhere else in the world had, like, these big parks had something like this. It was just like the, the dedication to this. And it's like, and I think that's, the, that's that line. They're trying to find a balance of, of course, they're, they're a big family company and they want family stuff, but they still need to attract the attention of adults. And I think yeah. something that really led to that was, um, it was, it's been famously stated that Walt Disney did not want any alcohol sold in Disneyland parks. Yeah. But then, you know, as parks have, uh, have grown and more have been made, uh, that's been kind of a staple. I remember here on the West Coast, uh, we finally got our second park, California Adventure. I think it opened in 2001. And that was kind of, that was neat to see because where they built that, was the parking lot that I'd always park at with my family for years to go into Disneyland. Yeah. So it's, it's funny to like look at that park now and be like, that used to be a parking lot. Like I, I have a vivid memory of like one Halloween season, they had a giant Maleficent blow up thing outside Disneyland near the parking lot when it was uh -huh. like Halloween. And now that's all, that's all a park, you know, it's grown so much. But California Adventure, which was this idea of, if people are coming in for a vacation, they can experience all what California has to offer in the one park. So they wouldn't have to go anywhere else in California. They, they would have alcohol. They would have, you know, uh, a beer garden. They had a winery. They had, you know, bars. They had stuff like that. And I think that was something that was like, yeah, adults want to bring the kids and have fun, but they still want to have a little bit of vacation. And I think Disney World's also copied that very well with, uh, of course, uh, Epcot being, I think, one of their crowning parks with the World yeah. Showcase. Uh, very fun and I mean so my first experience at Disney World was in 2012 so much much later in my life mm -hmm. a place I always wanted to go you know Disney World was always on my uh, you know agenda to go one day and my family my parents got to go a few months before we did me and my brothers and they were like you know what we'll pay for the flight and we'll pay for the hotel if you guys oh, wow. can pick a date and go so I remember I was doing a show at the time <laughs> So I only had like three days between a weekend of shows. So I remember I took a red eye after a Sunday evening show. I got in super early and it was like, go big and go like crazy. It was like yeah. two and a half days of nonstop. And it was awesome. And now I've, I mean, I've been now six, seven times to all the different parks. And um, 
I think Disney World is fascinating because it, it is like you can't really do it all one day. I have been to all four parks in one day before. Uh-huh. It takes a lot out of you. Oh, I'm sure. But that really is, a you know, it's one of those take your time kind of ideas. Whereas the West Coast, Disneyland and California Adventure, you can have a fabulous day in one day. Because they're not. right, you walk across the street to each other. They're okay, so, so close. that's not too bad. Um, but it's funny that you're talking about Animal Kingdom. I mean, that came out in 1998. So that was really part of like, for me, it's such a, it was such a new experience because mm-hmm. I got to go to there when it was still like, was pretty much brand new. So to come back and see it now years later and with the expansion of all the new stuff and the updates, they've done a great job. And, and we talked about Epic, Epcot, um, Epic Cot, I'm calling it. Um, Epcot was incredible because I think I sometimes like that park more just because it had more of a, an older experience because it was more of an educational experience, but still mm-hmm. adventurous. And, you know, going to doing the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, the audience uh, ride and the Ellen DeGeneres ride and all these fun stuff, like talking about energy and things like that. That was kind of cool. And I felt like it was just this, um, it was an experience. It wasn't just like entertainment. It's, it's a full on, you get, you learn stuff. Yeah. There's still the magic, but they are, it's more of an educational park and more of a, what brings us all together as a, you know, a united world and a planet, but then also what can we do to create a better future through technology and through science. And um, yeah, that, that, that is a really cool park, but of course we do have some of the best Disney parks here in the States, but you know, Disney had its horizon set to continue to build around the world. Mm-hmm. And now we do, we, have, we do have four international resorts. We of course have Euro Disney in mm-hmm. Paris. We have Hong Kong Disney in Hong yep. Kong. We have Shanghai Disney, which is the newest one. And then we have Tokyo Disney. Well, me and Taylor have both been to one of those international parks. Yes. Not at the same time, but we've no. both been to Hong Kong Disneyland. What, what was your experience like going to Hong Kong? So I actually got to go there twice just because I I ended up um, just like you. I'm pretty sure we both went through cruising and actually uh, went uh, the summer after cruising. I was working in Macau. That's right. That's right. On a day off. Um, So when I I went back through their cruising both times, like, Oh, this is kind of cool. I've been to Disney, but let's check out Hong Kong. So uh, my experience there was, it was very interesting because the fact is you're going there. It's basically a replica of magic kingdom mm-hmm. and the funny thing was because i had experienced disney world first in orlando i go there and i'm like where's the castle oh is it it's behind that tiny, tiny yeah. <laughs> behind that behind the hill and i was mm-hmm. like it's it's very it really subverts your your expectations because it's very different experience or i had the opposite reaction because yeah. uh not for hong kong but Having, you know, the, the castle we have at Disneyland on the West Coast is like yeah. a good size. Uh-huh. And that's more what Hong Kong was based off a little smaller. But first time you go to Disney World, being like, whoa, because that's, yeah. you know, it's one of the biggest castles. But yeah, I mean, it's not a huge park. No, you can, you can get through that pretty quick. It's a, it's a, you know, one day thing. But, you know, I'm glad the year I went, mm-hmm. it was 2015 it already had a few expansions. So there, there yes. was a few more rides and more things to do. And now it's even grown more. There's been more Marvel rides. Um, yes. I know they have, uh, they were working on the Iron Man experience. When I know, I, I missed went. that. So it, it wasn't open yet. And now they, they just opened uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp ride. So they've, they've had some more Marvel there. But I remember it, it was neat though, because yeah, like you said, each Disney resort 
pretty much has one park that is a replica of Disneyland, the original. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the Magic Kingdom is a replica of Disneyland. And then, you know, they all kind of take their own forms and shapes. And there's some unique things that are at the other parks. But it was not very big. Yeah. Uh, and the castle was kind of small. But I actually was just reading a, a little bit about it. And it was it was kind of at first brought up as a budget Disney theme park. So it was yeah. it was meant to not really have all the bells and whistles. Okay. And they've kind of realized that as time went by, they needed to give it some bells and whistles so that more yeah. people would want it. This is Disney with Shanghai, <laughs> Shanghai Disney, the newest one that came out in 2016, is huge. You know, I've heard it's a very big park and it's got a lot of really new technology and stuff. So they had to do something the last few years to entice people to go. And so I like they had a, they had a ride, uh, I think, is a unique ride that it's only in Hong Kong. It's not in any of the Disney park. Yeah. Uh, a ride called Mystic Manor. It takes yeah. the place of your typical kind of haunted mansion ride. Uh, Hong Kong, they don't believe in like uh, kind of like that dark, spooky stuff, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. they wanted to have something unique for that area. And it's more like a kind of ancient explorer, kind of like like the old British explorers that would go and explore temples and stuff like yeah. that. So you follow the adventure of this monkey that touches a jewel he's not supposed to. And then all the things in the house start to come to life. So it's like, you know, a uh, 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 coat of arms, like, you know, statue starts to come to life. Uh, things on the art start to talk to you and like things move around. Yeah. And it's a really fun ride that I was like, this was awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, I went on a day that wasn't very busy. So, I mean, it was pretty much walk on for a lot of stuff. And I went, uh, the day I went um, was, it was a downpour. So I had my Disney, Disney Ooh. poncho. <laughs> But I still had fun. I, you know what cracked me up though is when you go to get the food. The greatest thing in the food was you're in, you're in China, and they had uh, a rice patty in the shape of Mickey Mouse. So mm-hmm. I was like, so I was like, that is cool. But uh, yeah, and that was just such a cool experience to be able to see Disney from another another. I loved um, like the Jungle Cruise. I remember I went to go ride the Jungle Cruise, yeah. and it was cool to see they had three lines, and the three lines were one was for English. One was for uh, yeah. Mandarin, and then one was for Japanese. I think it was, and so mm-hmm. like, our yeah. So it was like you could go based off if you had a language preference. Yeah, that's really cool. But that was neat. So that means that their skippers had to be, you know, either multilinguished or you know whatever. Um, yeah, and that was a cool thing. And then they had a really. They, they don't have a Thunder Mountain, but they have a kind of like grizzly bear roller coaster ride that goes yeah. backwards at one point, and that oh, was that really was fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I remember the cool thing was when it got to nighttime, uh, the electrical parade has always been a parade that's been near and dear to my heart since mm-hmm. I was a kid. You know, it's been at Disneyland originally, and then it went to Disney World, and it's kind of gone back and forth many times throughout the last 20, 25 years. But now technology's advanced, and they started to have a new uh, nighttime parade called Paint the Night. And I remember hearing that it was opening soon in Disneyland. Yeah. But I saw it in Disney Hong Kong. It had just opened a few months before. And the neat thing was, because it is Hong Kong, most of the music was in Mandarin. So it was songs that I knew from like Disney movies, but it was all like Mandarin. It was kind of neat. I was like, it's kind of cool to see that they're still, they're really taking an appreciation of the culture. Yeah, and respect of it too. And respect of it. Still making it Disney, but making it, you know, near you know so that it's something that 
that people there can really uh, it's a it's a it's a planet-wide thing that people can appreciate it the fact Mm -hmm. that disney transcends the u.s and it's just it's a whole other phenomenon it's (laughs) do you have a uh do you have a favorite park overall um you've been to i would say of all the ones if i had to pick one i would say hollywood studios in orlando i'd say that would be my favorite and then um close second would be uh epcot I'd have to say California Adventure. There's something about the West Coast parks. I think the thing with Disney World is there's a lot of great attractions and there's a lot of great appeal, but each park only really has like three big ride attractions and because they're wanting you to go to all the parks. Mm-hmm. Whereas Disneyland and the West Coast, they have more rides in each park. It's a little yeah. more bang for your buck situation, but... Um, I've always kind of had a, a love for California Adventure, but I would, yeah, I would agree Epcot might be a close second. I mean, yeah. there's something about that park. Now, I will say, though, that park and some parts of Disney World do look dated. And I'm glad <laughs> to see that a lot of things are starting to get a facelift. And yeah. um, when we come back after this little break, we're going to talk about kind of the exciting things that we're hearing about or what many of the parks are getting some expansions and some new attractions and facelifts. And I think it's gonna be fun to talk about kind of the future of the Disney parks. And maybe we'll talk about some more of our favorite things uh, from the Disney parks. After this. (laughs) Welcome to the stage director of bench placement, Chris Dewar and vice president of churro length, Taylor Sokol. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, to the 2022 D23 Expo. Are you all having a great time? (laughs) I know I am. Here at Disney, we take great pride in the immersive and entertaining way our parks allow you, the guest, to experience the magic. We have six wonderful theme park resorts around the world so far, but... We got some big news to share, don't we, Taylor? That's right, Chris. We're so thrilled and excited to be adding not one, not two, but three brand new resorts to join the Disney family. Now, first off, with both coasts covered, we've got the proverbial monkey in the middle with the all-new Disneyland Nebraska. This farming-themed Disney park in the middle of nowhere will be the mediocre experience you have been waiting for. And pack up your parkas because we're heading way south to the ends of the earth for Disney's Antarctica Kingdom. This unique tundra theme park will have you walking with penguins, cutting ice blocks of Kristoff, and enjoying the best ice-chilled beverages. The cold never bothered me anyway. (laughs) Our third and final new resort will certainly be turning up the heat with Disney's Sahara Oasis, located right in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Not for the faint of heart. You better make sure you pack your sunblock there, Chris. Well, we can't wait to share these new experiences with you and your family, and we will continue to bring you updates through the construction process. Thank you for coming to today's panel, and enjoy the rest of your time here at D23. And we're back. We're back. That was was fun. I had a nice little break. But um, as Chris said before uh, our break, we were talking about we're just gonna we're very excited about the future 
of Disney, but I, I really wanted to talk because we kind of briefly touched on this and it gets, you know, I get all geeked out about this. Um, ooh. <laughs> um, ooh, nerdy. Um, there was like so many favorites that I think we could talk about past, present, you know, honestly, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's come and gone, I'm sure in the Cal and the Disneyland. Um, but I want to talk about our favorites, uh, rides and attractions. Um, and we kind of touched on them uh, briefly about it, but I think, uh, I'll start with some of my favorites and just cause they, I'm glad it's still there cause it, it's still stood the test of time. And it's so fun was in Hollywood studios is the Hollywood, uh, tower of terror. Uh, Oh yes. Which such a great, cause I, first of all, for me, I grew up young into the old classic twilight zone reruns. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah. And so that was awesome for me. And then how terrifying was that ride? I did it once and my mom hated me because I didn't want to go back on and everyone's going on. And now I can't get enough of it. Like I literally will. I love that. That's actually funny. I mean, I'll go off on a slight tangent here. I love that ride. I think it's a great ride. And we had it in California for many years, but now it has been changed into Garden of the Galaxy ride. Yes. So it's all space themed now and it's still, you know, the same kind of ride system, but it's changed. But the way they've uh, expanded the experience into you're like breaking out of this, you know, prison with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And they use screens and everywhere you drop and it's it's the same actors from the movies and it's always some like 80s song that Rocket puts on. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I know that people, this has kind of been a new trend is that Disney sometimes takes these nostalgic rides and they're kind of updating them. And some people don't like that. Yeah. I do purely because I feel like, yes, there's a lot of rides that you can go on so many times and it's always going to be great, but it's a new experience. It's something new. And they're not doing it to every park. Obviously, Disney World has kept their Tower of Terror the way it was, but Mm -hmm. I kind of like that they're expanding it to something new. But funny enough, you said that you were so scared you want to go on again, now you can't get enough of it. Yeah. When I was a kid, so the Indiana Jones ride in California is one of my favorite rides of all time. Yeah. I think it's it's legendary. It's one of the best rides at the park. Do they still have it? Oh yeah, and they okay, updated. So, so when I come to visit you, we're, yeah, we're definitely, definitely when, you know, right. when when the world uh, is back to normal and we can go in parks again yeah. safely. But what's cool is the line, the whole queue, really sets you up with this kind of. There's a part. A lot of it's outside if it's really crowded, and then yeah. majority of the line is it's like you've entered the temple, okay. and there's little areas, little rooms that are very you know, it's very kind of creepy, mysterious, and there's one room that has a, a homage to temple of doom when indiana jones and short round are in that room with the spikes okay yeah and there is one pull that you as the guest if you pull it at certain points in the line spikes start to come down from the ceiling and it's kind of like you know it doesn't go very far but it gives the illusion with some sound effects like you're about to be crushed oh my god that ride is that is to creep me out as a kid i yeah. i for some reason i think having seen the movie i i just so often we get, you know, although the ride's awesome, I, I would want to get out of line because I was scared of that. And now it's like, I can't, I literally can't get enough of it. And whenever I go past that pole, I always pull the pole so hard so that people behind me get scared. And I was like, it's funny how your, your childlike mind will visualize something that's not actually going to happen to you. And how embarrassing, how embarrassing is that when you have to be the kid who has to like leave the line? because Oh, terrified. no, my dad usually very angry to be like i have to leave you know because he wanted to go on the ride as well but (laughs) um i always loved that ride uh another kind of fun update uh california adventure there's a great coaster there 
that was called Screaming Over California. It's kind of like a classic boardwalk coaster yeah. that has a loop. It's the only looping coaster on the West Coast. Ooh. And uh, it's a big, like, Mickey loop. Okay. And okay. Uh, they, they recently updated it to be the Incredicoaster. So okay. now it's Incredibles themed, and it's awesome. Oh. It's all based off Incredibles 2, and they have little moments where, like, JoJo, you're trying to, like, chase him. Or, I mean, Jack-Jack, not JoJo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> JoJo Rabbit's in there. <laughs> JoJo Rabbit, what? Um, it's so fun, but uh, I want to say just real quick about new attractions. I mean, yeah. the Pandora ride. Oh yeah, and, one of the best. And, and yeah, so we're talking about earlier. We're talking about Animal Kingdom. They did this whole their expansion, just like Universal with Harry Potter. But you go to the Planet Pandora from Avatar, and I think in the, the ride you're talking about, it's the Flight um, of Passage, right? Yeah, the uh, the uh, Ride of Passage. Yeah. Ride of yeah. Flight so of Flight of Passage. Yeah. Flight of Passage. Sorry. So you get on basically you're simulated on these um, these big the, the reptile bird like creatures which I forget what they were I haven't seen Avatar in ages. Banshees. Uh, Banshees, yeah. So you get to go on these banshees, and it's an incredible. You get the, you feel I'm like breathing underneath between your legs. No, that was so cool. And it's, it's the, really, oh, it really so is cool. a. It's just like a newly updated version of like kind of like Soren over California, or what, yeah. I guess Soren of the World is in Disney World, but really, really enhanced. I mean that that's really cool. And then I don't know if this tops it, but I was fortunate to go. My last time to Disney World was in March. Yes. I had to get to ride Rise of the Resistance, which okay. that is a really cool experience. See, I never I never got that. Um, See, because that that you the Star Wars edition came most recent Star Wars edition came to Disneyland first, correct? It did come to Disneyland first yeah. about a few months early. This is all from last year. So it's still yeah. very brand new. Um, but unfortunately at Disney World, it's only been out for a few months now, but with COVID, it's kind of uh taken a halt. But I was fortunate. I went to Disney World just one day, a couple weeks before it got really bad. Uh, and that ride was really cool. I mean, yeah. it, it's about a 20-minute experience, the whole thing, from like once you start the first part of the attraction. Uh -huh. So, um, And it just shows you that we're, they're continually trying to enhance these these show moments, these ride up moments. Um, the and technology's was, gotten so much better. And that was the same thing we were talking about in not taking away rides, but enhancing them with the Star Tours ride. It was always just one adventure that was it. It was the same and one then, every time, yep. And then they changed it where every time you ride, there would be some sort of change. Like literally there was like 30 different endings. And obviously they've updated with the new movies, but it was so cool because it was like, I was like, oh, this is great. I have to keep riding this ride because it's something going to be different. And so when you're talking mm -hmm. about earlier, you know, people, I can get taking a nostalgia, but it makes for a great idea when you've gone to a park since childhood. And yes, you're looking forward to certain things, but then when you get something new, it's like, okay, then every experience like of Disney is going to be different. It's never going to be the same thing twice. I also think it speaks to the fact that there's a lot of kids that don't really know the classics like we do. No. You know, when I grew up watching Disney movies, I was watching Pinocchio, I was watching Snow White, I was watching, you know, new movies that came out when I was a kid, but I was watching those classics and on the VHS tape, you know. Yeah. Kids today, the movies that they're seeing are, you know, movies, uh, you know, they're seeing Frozen, Moana, they're seeing, you know, the newer Pixar movies. So they're more looking for that in the parks. Exactly. That's what they know. And so I think with them updating things, it's, it's really speaking to, well, 
we still want to keep some of those memories, but we do but have, we have to, to change with and update change. the park. Yeah, we have to grow with and, the, uh, audiences. Disney just recently announced a few months ago. I mean, there's some big updates coming to almost all their parks, which is yeah. exciting. So I'll go off a little bit for the uh, the West Coast here. So um, not really major changes happening to Disneyland right now, but Disney as California Adventure, we uh, they used to have a land based off a of bug's life it was called a bug's life yeah and it was really cool because as you go through it made you feel like you were the size of a bug you know everything was really big and over the top and they had a couple of few cute little rides it was more for a kids area and now that is no more r.i.p it got squashed they're changing that to marvel's they're having avengers campus so Guardians of the Galaxy, this where Tower of the Terror sits in the park. It's huge, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a big standing tower. So you can see it from yeah. most of the park. And that's going to lead right into, they're going to have this new thing called Avengers Campus. And there's going to be a cool Spider-Man ride and a couple other attractions. And I think the cool thing is it's going to make it feel more like a Marvel land, which um, hasn't happened yet over, uh, you know, they've had a couple of little Marvel shows and things, but... Uh, What's going to be cool is they keep talking about they're going to have a animatronic Spider-Man that's going to fly over the campus like several times a day. So they've been working, oh, wow. to, you know, there's been some test footage to see this kind of robot that they can animate to do like look like Spider-Man and it's going to jump over the campus every, you know, several times a day. So I think it's going to be really cool to see uh, the technology of that expand. But um Mm-hmm. But the other thing that was just uh, very recently announced, and this is going to be for both Disney World and Disneyland, is uh, Splash uh-huh. Mountain is going to be uh, changed and updated to feature the Princess and the Frog. So um, yes, and I mean this this is a ride from a lot of people's childhood, and this is based on um, Splash Mountain is based off the movie A Song of the South. And if the, you the, don't the, know the it, better parts, I guess the the, the yeah, folksy parts with some of the, the better music. But really, if you look at the history with everything going on right now with protests and, and Black Lives Matter, I think it's one of those long overdue uh, situations. Uh, but I think it'll well, be fun. Well, I think it's, 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 it's really even better because now they're not just changing a ride to something completely different. They're making, you know, Tur- Prince and the Frog featuring first African-American yeah. princess. And I think that's really cool to kind of do that. And I think um, it goes with, again with, you know, highlighting all these great new Disney films that have come out in the last, you know, 10, 20 years that they need to start, you know, advancing. Because yes, I mean, our, our childhood growing up on a lot of the classic movies that came out in the 30s, 40s, uh, through the 60s, 70s, and those came to VHS. But now there's, they're coming out with so many great movies with both Pixar and Disney. So it's going to be really incredible to see what they do. But uh, yeah, that was just recently announced. So that'll be interesting to see what that is, because I think the core of the ride is what people go for. It's not so much. Yeah. I mean, they they, typically water rides are meant to, it's a hot day. You're going on the ride to get wet. So I want to get drenched. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of the nostalgia of love of the music and some of the characters, but I think it will, it will make people more interested to go on the ride because Typically for me, I don't really seek out to go on Splash Mountain unless it is a hot day. It's not like a ride that yeah. I always pick because often I'm like, it's a colder day. I don't really want to get wet, you know, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
but then exciting. So that's that's kind of the West Coast. But I mean, East, uh, you know, Disney World, some really big things happening, especially with Epcot. Last time I, when yeah. I was there in March, you know, when, I think when you go to Epcot, there's a few rides that are kind of fun to go on. But really, I think famous for a lot of people our age is you go to experience the World Showcase and go to see the different countries and enjoy the adult beverages, enjoy the food, enjoy the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that they actually hire people from those countries for the you know yes uh, and i just went there last year and that was my goal to go to every world or every land Mm -hmm. and try all the cuisines and i thought that was the coolest thing ever so i know that epcot they're completely doing the largest expansion they've ever done for any disney park um they're starting off with the whole front is going to be updated some some cool new fountains and they're doing a lot more to heighten the look of everything and make it a little more futuristic. There's going to be a really cool new three level terrace that you can actually from the top watch the fireworks show. Um, oh, wow. And it'll be like a restaurant. And then the thing I really want to try out that I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Next to mission space. They're having a new restaurant called space 220, which when you go there, it's like a mm-hmm. simulated space station restaurant. So you actually take an elevator ride that makes it look like that you're traveling from Earth to like a space station. So there's a big like center screen and it's going to play a video that looks like you're actually traveling to the space station. And then when you get to the you know second level, wherever the actual, you know, up in the sky, um, yeah. the entire thing is digital screens and it's going to look like you're actually from space. And it'll actually go off the time of day. So you'll see Earth down in the distance from both daytime and nighttime, depending on what time you go to eat. And, it, and it's funny you, you're talking about that addition. I mean, with obviously with the rise of Star Wars becoming more of a focal point, they're talking about making a really cool Star Wars resort where you feel like you're, you know, on yeah, a Star Wars. Yeah, that's still in the works, like which I think that's going to be really yeah. cool. Apparently it's going to be <laughs> a, it's a two-night experience. So it's not like a hotel you yes. can stay for like a week. It's like you book it for a two-day experience. And you can go and the entire thing is, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like your room is like part of a space station and you actually have yeah. to like go on missions and stuff. And there's the restaurants and then you have actually have special uh, transport right to Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. So it feels like you're going from a space station to a planet. Um, I think that's yeah. going to be a really cool experience. I know that over in World Showcase, they're going to be bringing the Ratatouille ride to France Pavilion, which will be fun. That's from uh, the Paris theme park. And um, also in the UK area, they're going to have a whole new... They've not really speculated yet exactly what it is. I'm hoping it's a ride. They've not really talked about it further than just an announcement. But they're going to be bringing (laughs) Cherry Tree Lane and bringing Mary Poppins. So they're going to have some kind of of Mary Poppins attraction is going to come to the UK area. pavilion in you know a few years time so and then of course the last thing we've talked about gardens of the galaxy earlier but we do know they're they're making a gardens of the galaxy uh cosmic rewind which will be a cool roller coaster that i think the i think it's going to be a reverse blast start and the actual cars can turn during the roller coaster yeah and that was and when i went last year to epcot unfortunately all these changes are happening now because there were barely any rides. Yeah. Um, test track. Test, working, I mean, luckily yeah. test track was open when I was there in March, but it often is not running, which is kind of sad. Yeah. And that is, that is always, you know, a difficult thing is there's all these attractions and, you know, these are very popular theme parks. So you're hoping everything's open, but sometimes it's just not. And no, um, you just, you just got to go with it. the, you got to roll with the punches. Um, I think another thing that 
I didn't realize they updated the in Norway. They updated the ride to be frozen. See, which was really now cool. on earlier, earlier I yeah. said that I usually don't mind. That's one that actually yeah. I, I had beef with. <laughs> I had beef with. Yeah. I love Maelstrom. I love that ride. It was one of my favorites the first couple times I went to Disney World. And then, of course, it's been changing now to a Frozen ride. Um, I'm not the biggest lover of Frozen. I understand that for kids, especially nowadays, it's a huge franchise. But to me, it's like, eh. But that was when I was kind of like, oh, but I love Maelstrom. But that was a ride that typically had, you know, 10 to 15 minute waits. And now Frozen typically has hour to two hour waits. So it just shows the, <laughs> the popularity. You know, people want to see those characters. Um, I think one that's really cool coming to the Magic Kingdom is mm-hmm. they've been building and they're bringing the Tron coaster from Shanghai Disney, which me and Taylor, we're fans of the Tron movies. I, I, I have yeah. a bit of a crime here. I've never seen the first one. Um, but I mean, I, I love Tron Legacy. I have I love the Tron level in Kingdom Hearts 2. I mean, yeah. I'm very well averse with the Tron world, but I've never seen the first film. But the Tron coaster from videos and stuff I've seen from Shanghai looks really cool. I think that'll, that'll, that'll tie in well next to Space Mountain in uh, Magic Kingdom when that comes out in a year or two. So that's just, yeah. that's just the parks in America. I mean, I know that uh, Tokyo is getting a huge expansion in their uh, fantasy area. Uh, Hong Kong is going to get a continued uh, expansion. I know that Shanghai is getting a, a Zootopia land, which would be really cool. Oh, wow. So, you know, they're, they're continuing to try to strive to, uh, you know, make it bigger and better and have a better experience. And I think that those are just parks that are always going to be fun to go to. I think there's always something there for everyone to enjoy. And, and I think, know. yeah, and I think we just got to keep patient. Hopefully when, when things um, get back to um, a better way of life, we can go back and truly enjoy these things until then. I'm, it's nice to, to think about this. And I, my hat's off to, to Disney because you're right. It's incredible the work they do to not just entertain, but to, to really put you, immerse you in that experience. When you step into the wonder and magic of Walt Disney World, we bring you one-of-a-kind experiences like no other. Coming in 2022, we are thrilled to open four brand new attractions. Who wants the crazy wild rides? Do you want a relaxing and complacent day? Then head over to the Board Pavilion, where you can play checkers or chess, like the elderly neighbors in Emperor's New Groove, or try and best Gaston, no one has, or against yourself like good old Jerry. Head over to the new Zootopia DMV Express. Come ride this incredible one-of-a-kind roller coaster, the slowest in the world. It's so slow you'll be able to renew your driver's license before it ends. Why not brush away your troubles? Ever want to be Rapunzel? Well, better yet, you can brush your hair. Join your fellow princesses as you spend hours and hours brushing her golden locks. Brush long enough, and she may make that hair glow. And finally, hobble over to Wally's Trash Heap. Join your favorite robot, Wally, as you bundle heaps of trash and compact it into little squares. Then double your fun by making huge towers out of it. Highest tower wins! And better yet, free labor. Don't miss these amazing attractions coming to Walt Disney World in 2022. And we're back. 
So we wanted to end the episode. We kind of touched a little bit on this a little before, but I kind of want to do a bit of a kind of a lightning round favorites. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Usually, we usually do this for our guests, but I like this. Just I'm makes feeling it like that. I'm feeling like Thor right now. So yeah. as he's a part of Disney <laughs> now. So, uh, so I want to start off. Uh, what is? Uh, let's go with. Um, what is one of your favorite foods or snacks? in any of the Disney theme parks you've had? What's something that you you usually have to have when you go? Okay, uh, well, when you're in Florida, like California can get hot. So I'd, oh, I'd have to say Dole Whips. Those are my Dole Whips. Mm, Dole yep. Whips are always good. Gotta love that with that pineapple and that ice cream. So I go with Dole Whip. How about you? Uh, I typically love to get the, um, if I'm in California, I like the pretzels with the cream cheese inside. Ooh. But I'll tell you, my new favorite thing that I've had the last, I think, two times I've been in Disney World yeah. is I love an Animal Kingdom. They have the frozen, like, Jack and Coke. Like, oh, yeah. Like, kind of like slushy. Oh, it's so good because you don't really taste it until near the end. Yeah. And then, like, on a hot day, oh, it's just, it's so yummy. Um, okay. What is a, what is a, non-thrill ride favorite attraction you have a non-thrill ride um i would say oof, this is a tough i have two actually uh, okay. one old one new one not around anymore i really like the great movie ride that wasn't really a thrill ride it was oh. kind of a slow experience uh <laughs> that's like one thing i didn't like about the great movie ride yeah i didn't like the actors oh yeah even when you're a kid uh, you're like ah, <laughs> uh, i was just i mean it was one of those where i was just like is this who they hired or was it just, was that bad of a script because it was so overacted and so like, I mean, like, I see better actings cheapness. from the quiet people in the mascot. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm talking. But I did, I did love, it was kind of the idea of Hollywood and, you know, the progression the of time. Movie. Yeah. But I will say when I was back uh, at Disney world in March, I did, it was day two of the new Mickey and Minnie train ride. Yeah. The mine card or something. Really fun. Really uh-huh. cute. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, technology is really cool, very fun. I would say the other one, the most recent one I really like that's my favorite non-thrill would be Disney's Fill Our Magic. It's like a little 3D show. Oh, I've been on that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's it's because you go through McDonald's. like, it's like it's like Kingdom Hearts, but 3D. You go through all the different worlds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Light. Um, uh, I have to say for me, it would be, um, it's a dark ride similar to like uh, Snow White mm-hmm. or Peter Pan or one of those classics. Uh, in California, in Disneyland, we have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, okay. which is a theme off of, of course, Wind in the Willows. So you follow Mr. Toad as he's going around the, you know, the streets of London and such. Uh, and one of those, the cars yeah. and all this mayhem ensues. The only thing that's always been so funny to me is the film doesn't really, this doesn't happen in the film, but they chose a moment when it looks like you get hit by a train. So they have this cool light effect as you go down a dark tunnel and yeah. it's all shaky. It feels like a train's coming at you. Then they have all these cartoon images of like kablam and bloom like you've been hit, like dynamite. And then you're in hell. <laughs> what? You turn this corner and the last section of the ride, it's very hot. They have like hot air pumping in there. There's like stalagmites and stalactites. And yeah. literally you see the, jo- the guy who's like the judge has like demon horns and he's oh like God. guilty and there's like little demons everywhere and then there's a dragon at the end that's like blowing fire on you and then you turn the corner and you're back and the ride's done and it's like did we did we just go on this crazy ride to hell <laughs> it's so weird uh i just think it, it, it just speaks to me of the the time that some of these rides were made and some of these cartoons 
there was darker tones and darker themes yes. that were kind of more, I guess, accepted. And Mr. Toad's wild ride. Indeed. Yeah. It's a great, it is a fun ride, but it's, it has that weird twist at the end. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess there's anything else. Well, I've always been nostalgic about parts of the Caribbean. I think yeah. that's a really fun ride. Um, it's also kind of a nice relaxed ride. You know, it's not much of a thrill. There's a few dips, but mm-hmm. I like that it is kind of a, a really cool story. And to see all those animatronics, many that are still the original, you know, yes. that, which that ride really was the breaking ground for all these great rides since that have had way more advanced animatronics. I mean, that 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 animatronic on the Avatar ride, the boat ride, yeah, you have the, the one um, Navi, huge, moving all the arms and stuff. I mean, it's so like you look at how much that's progressed. So, Oh, it's incredible. What is one of your favorite? This has nothing to do with the ride or anything. What's just one of your favorite like landscape areas in any of the parks? Just something you look at and you're just like, wow, this is like beautiful. Hmm. I would have to say if we're talking like sets and stuff, I was very recently, I really did like um, the addition to Hollywood studios that they did the toy story, like land toy story land. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool because they really, you know, kind of like what they did with the um, uh, Bugs Life thing you're talking about before. They make you feel like you're like toy size, toy sized, and I think it was just great because it was so um, so well done, and they got a lot of great rides there, and it makes you the landscape and the rides almost become one, where mm. they all kind of morph. It's not like just this is the land, that's the ride. No, it's like this is the land, but like or this part of the park and you know, you're going in Slinky's ride, but you're going through, you know, Andy's playroom and stuff like that. Or you go into the one where you're shooting, um, you know, darts at this one thing and you're like, Oh, so it was kind of cool. I really like, really like that like aspect. Uh, I can't narrow it down to one. So I'm just going to quickly name three. Yeah. Uh, I think Disney overall just does a really great job with their, yeah, their sets and their, their kind of uh, the architecture of a lot of their stuff. They do themed mm-hmm. for the land it's in. Uh, first off is California Adventure, uh, two of them. One I got the backdrop right now on, me on, my, on the Zoom call. But uh, where Paradise Pier is, you look across the water, where World of Color is, and they have just this great image of, like, it's like the boardwalk. You have the big yeah. uh, Ferris wheel, and you have the roller coaster. And, like, yeah, near sunset, it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is Cars Land, uh, unique to California Adventure, the only one of its kind. And they have this whole huge area where the ride, the main ride is. Mm-hmm. It looks just like the movie with like the out in the desert and like the red rock. And that at night is all lit up. It's so pretty. And then I got to give it to, it's you know fairly new, but uh, Pandora. Uh, that whole yeah. area, the way it's been designed, so amazing. And I love watching the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. They talk about how they, you, they can have all this bent steel and that's how they framed work so that it stays in place. Um, yeah, so it looks like, like the, you know, it's uh, defined you know, it's gravity. It's like it's floating and everything. The technology is crazy. Um, that's awesome. What is uh, favorite show, favorite parade? Oh, okay. Um, favorite show, I have to say, I always was partial to the Indiana Jones stunt show. And I'm a little biased because I just finally, as a 29 year old man, went uh, was part of the stunt thing. There's video on that later. Uh, and then, Parade, uh, I really enjoyed the when they have um, during Star Wars week, the Star Wars parade that they do. 
because I got mm. to also, I was a Jedi at one point. I was the, my mom signed me up and I was the tallest of the Jedi Padawans. I'm sure you were. <laughs> the kids the 12 like, year olds and then Taylor's like, hello, uh, me, me as well. Uh, <laughs> so that was the, the top of my head would be those two. Uh, definitely for me, Fantasmic, the OG version in Disneyland, West Coast Pride. Uh, I was not a huge fan of the one in Florida. Um, that show to me is just wow that is like that is disney power right there just yeah huge long 22 minute show with so many different characters and the way they tell that story uh it's epic and then parade there's been a lot of great parades but some so-so parades i guess gotta give it to the nostalgia of the electrical parade yeah it'll always be uh one of my favorites uh that music is is so memorable and uh what a cool parade especially at nighttime see all mm-hmm. that lit up um mm-hmm. Overall, uh, this is, I mean, kind of, again, a preference kind of question. Do you prefer the parks at day or night? Oof. Um, There's differences to, to, to both, you know, depending on what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I think all in all, if I look at the uh, parks in the whole, my experience at Disney World, I'd have to say during the day, just mm. because you can just see all the color and you can see everything. Now they have this new thing coming out, um, or they just started it where it was like, after hours but they would do this villain thing where they had like mm-hmm. and i i never experienced that but i think that would be really cool i think places like with the star wars edition would be really cool to go out at night like go near like the cantinas and stuff like that that'd be kind of cool but all in all i think i like during the day just because you could see and experience pretty much everything yeah i think i guess as i've grown i've come more to love the night but it is funny the disney parks for some reason Obviously, there's certain areas that are very lit, but like it can be very dark in some areas, yeah. even with like street lights and stuff. But I think there's something magical about when everything's lit up and with the fireworks. And you stuff like the night um, You like the boogie. Oh, uh, favorite season at Disney? Like, is is there a holiday season or time of the year that you really have loved? Had a lot of memories. Um, not particularly, but I will because I would never really went towards towards any holidays. Mostly uh, times I went to Disney were. June-ish uh, or August. So it's kind of the sweet spot between 4th of July. But when I went to Disneyland Hong Kong, I did go there around December, right before you know Christmas. So that was really cool to um, see the big tree all set up and everything like that. So mm. And to see um, you know Disney Main Street where you got to see everything all like decked out and just, you got, you got yourself really in the Christmas spirit. So I think that would probably the closest I came to like a holiday season going to the parks. Okay. Um, I have one last question I'm thinking of, but I want to save it for last. What was your, so, holiday? Uh, what was your holiday? Oh, I mean, I like being there around Halloween time. Yeah. I think there's something fun about that. I mean, the holidays are always nice. They, they really go above and beyond. They decorate a lot for, uh, you know, the Christmas yeah. you know, time. Um, but I mean, I kind of you know they're they're fun all the year round. But I I I'm, I love Halloween. So um, I have one last question I'm going to ask uh, yeah. to wrap everything up. But if you have do you have any questions that you've come up with? Because uh, the last one I'm thinking of, I think will be will be a finalizer for the okay. Um, what would uh, well we talked about? You said non thrill ride. What is your favorite yeah. thrill ride or your favorite coaster? <sighs> favorite coaster would probably have to be the Aerosmith ride. Rock and roller coaster. Rock and roller coaster probably is the most thrilling roller coaster that Disney has. Next to, I mean, I like Everest is fun. Um, 
and I like I said the the one in California Adventure is pretty cool yeah. too, uh, which is now the Incredicoaster. Okay, I would I was just gonna say that's my favorite as well, just to have Aerosmith music blasting in your ears, and you are just zooming around. Yeah, that that's a ride. I hope is never updated. Don't <laughs> update it to any other band. Just keep it that way. It's so it's kind of bizarre now because the the little show element is is kind of really old now. You know, yeah. they look a lot younger and 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 stuff like you know. We gotta get into the limo to get to the gig, and yeah, it's very, very. <laughs> he's like, yeah, and it's like it's so like bizarre. You're like, okay, but uh, what a great ride. I mean, yeah. it's not a very long ride, but I do think the addition of the music pounding in your ear and just with the loops and everything, it's it's a fun. That's a fun roller. Just the idea to have a soundtrack to your life. That, that's a moment you want yeah. to have music going going. So oh yeah, I, I agree. All right, yeah. and then um, yeah. Um, uh, did we? Did you tell me uh, what was your favorite? What would we have to be if you only could pick one park to go to the rest of your life? What park would that be? Oh, that is tough. I know. I'm. I'm just. If I could only go to one park for the rest of my life of the Disney parks that I know. Hmm. I'll tell you mine. Um, oh, yeah, I would ahead. say. I would say honestly, right now it would be. Hollywood Studios. I think that yeah. just because it encompasses everything I love about movies and a little bit of Disney. Mm. So I would say that one because it's, you know, just like the, what we talked about. I'd probably about. have to say Disneyland. Okay. In California. Gotcha. Um, that's Is really it, tough though. That's a good well, question. That's your, yeah, it's your childhood too. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up. This is kind of the last question I think here. Um, we might have the same answer for this, but we might not because uh-huh. we've, we've not all been at the same parks, but if you could tomorrow go to any of Disney resorts that you've not been to, what would be your first choice and why? Okay. Well, I think based on how you've talked it up, I don't know if you're getting paid for this on the side. Um, <laughs> I would have to go uh, the OG uh, original Disneyland in California. Uh, first of all, because the sense of history, I mean, this is the first park that Disney ever created and also an excuse to go to California, but just because um, what they've done there is kind of like before anything else changes in any of their parks, Disneyland does it first. So to be there uh, at the forefront of creation, I think that'd be incredible. So I think to experience the original park in all its glory and what it is now, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think you'd get a kick out of it because like I said, you, you can do a lot in one day as the two parks, their entrances are just, it's just like one little, giant kind of open-aired kind of centerpiece to the two parks and just across this alleyway and then you have downtown disney to the side there so um yeah uh for me it would be tokyo disney Uh um i've heard nothing but amazing things about those parks especially tokyo disney sea which is their secondary park all themed on the sea and ocean stuff um i think it would be cool, cool to see and to go experience um I think I think each park has its own unique twists and thrills and storytelling. So, uh, of course, the long-term goal is to be able to say I've been to all six resorts yeah, one day. So I got, I, I got, I'm halfway in, down. I would three say down, three to Tokyo go. Disney, I think the appeal to that is because us both going to Japan um, and being able to experience that culture. It is like one of the hospitality countries of the world, capitals mm-hmm. of the world. I think to see that culture and their aesthetic – and their dedication to making sure people, you know, have a great time. 
I think that'd be exciting to do. So maybe that'd be that'd be a great adventure. You and I both going to Tokyo Disney. Yeah, <laughs> Japan 2022. Here we come. Exactly. I mean, it is it is kind of cool. Like it's interesting that, uh, you know, Disney doesn't own Tokyo Disney yeah. as they do the other parks. They are paid by the government of Japan with this dealership that they have, um, the company that owns you know those parks. So. Of course, they make a nice little profit off of it, yeah. but um, it's neat to see that there has been such care and dedication to bringing the Disney line to that country. And there's other companies like that around the world that have uh, paid for you know characters and stuff, but it's not technically owned by the company that yeah. made it in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, all the parks I want to go to one day, so that I can say I've been all six. I think Shanghai has some really cool things that are very neat to that, and. Uh, the Euro Disney Park has parks as well, which I think would be fun to go check yeah. out. So that's a long-term goal. But, you know, I think right now we, we know we just have to kind of uh, bear with the pandemic and do our parts to, again, wear your masks and do what you got to do. I think, you know, the parks will be there. They're not essential. Uh, nope. We will have fun again. You know, and Disney. I, th- I think just like to Disney. The magic. Yeah, I think just like Disney. Um you know, it's going to stand the test of time, just like the parks. So mm-hmm. I think we just got to knuckle down and be smart. And we're talking to you, not you, you, everyone. So be, uh, just be smart about it and, and do your part as a member of society, because we want to enjoy these things. And just like Epcot talks about taking care of our planet, we got to do our part in taking care of our planet. Yeah. But I will say, you know, in the meantime, if you're kind of looking for that Disney love and you, you're missing the Disney parks, uh, you should really check out not only the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. That is a fascinating six-part series that goes over everything from the original Disneyland all the way through all the parks up to Shanghai. It talks about how those were made, what what influenced them, how they got those going. There's also this great series called One Day at Disney. It's these little shorts that are usually about six, seven minutes long, and it's different people throughout the Disney company, many who work at the parks, and it talks about what a day in the life of their job is. And there's some really cool ones that, you know, ones you probably wouldn't even think about. Like one I thought was really neat was um, uh, this guy who was a professional scuba diver, I think like in the army. Now his job is he goes into like the jungle cruise and the submarine ride in Disneyland. And he goes every morning and he goes in and cleans out any, uh, you know, trash or anything that's, and he checks all the things underwater and makes sure everything's working properly. And that's like his job and he gets paid well to do that. And it's like a cool little, like, you know, you're like, Oh, I didn't know that's a job. Like he's yeah. a trained scuba diver that helps with the, those two attractions. Imagine and that's just one that. person. That is really cool. And it's, it's a cool series to kind of see not just the parks. I mean, it's also, you know, the different companies, they, you know, the TV company or the news or other things, but. And it goes to show cool you just all the hard work that has gone into these parks and still to this mm-hmm. day that they're, busting their hump to make sure that whoever you are whether it's your first time or like us millionth time that you enjoy the heck out of your experience thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.